Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? Where do you go? DJLittleRock.com, of course. <laughs> my shows this week are oh i'm at the rab thursday and friday this week so come on out thursday night starts at 7 p.m it's a video dance party karaoke jam theme thursday haven't quite figured out what theme maybe maybe one hit wonders maybe that's what i'll do in the background you don't have to sing one hit wonders but it doesn't hurt also, they got uh, free pool, so come out and sample the pool tables, and uh, you know, they got the full bar, they got the kitchen open, they got that good Jersey Girl pizza, those hamburgers, chicken wings, I encourage you to try the chicken wings, they're delish, <laughs> that's Thursday night, and then on Friday night, I'm back at the Rab, 8 p.m. starts the show, they got a full bar, kitchen's open, I think they're still serving breakfast around 11 o'clock till 1 in the am, and the, uh, oh yeah, they have the pool tournament, and yeah, you if you want to make some money while you're hanging out at the Rab, doing your karaoke and, and dancing around, you might as well play some pool, maybe you can make some money, <laughs> if you have any aptitude to play pool, do it, <laughs> they have the pool tournament on Friday night at the Rab. I like that place. They treat me nice. They treat me real nice at the Rab. And then Saturday, you know, it's wedding season. I have a wedding. I'm kind of excited. These are some folks that used to do karaoke with me down in Cabot at Papa's Place. Sadly, Papa's Place is not there anymore. But they remembered me. Uh, they remembered me when they were getting married. And they said, hey, that key's Dan. He's a good DJ. And uh, little did they know, i, I Man, weddings are my specialty. Yeah, I do the karaoke jams through the week, but yeah, weddings, man. When I was in, in the Florida Keys, I do up to 100, even more weddings every year, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it was fun, a lot of fun, and I, I, I love doing weddings. So today on the program, whoo, doggy, we got us a nice lady. Her uh, name is Amy Caswell Ellis. Every time I see her walk in the room, she's so fashionable and so sweet. Always got a, a big smile on her face. She bops in and just the room lights up. I'm just so happy to know Amy Caswell Ellis. And I know she sells jewelry and I don't know a, a lot more about her, but uh, let's uh, let's give her a chit chat and, and find out more about Amy Caswell Ellis and jewelry and beyond calling Amy Caswell Ellis now. Love you. Hello. <laughs> Uh, I I guess I I love you too. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Amy Caswell Ellis, please. 
This is her. This is her. Well, this is Daniel Keys Dan with the What Makes You Famous podcast, and you're on. Awesome. <laughs> so, Amy Caswell Ellis, I, I've known you for for a little while, and I I know that you're you're doing jewelry these days, and I know we're going to get yes. into that. You're you're a jewelry jewelry type lady, but. Uh, where, where did, I well, am. Yes. Where did where did that all begin? Uh, was it from an early age? Uh, where did you Where did you grow up? Um, well, I actually grew up. I've been an Arkansas girl my whole life. Um, I'm actually originally from Northwest Arkansas, um, from a small town up there called Prairie Grove. It's about twenty thirty minutes from Fayetteville. And I'm an only child, and so I've always been a girly girl. Um, and I've just, and being a mom of three boys, I really don't get the time to <laughs> to be that girly girl much. But um, it's just, I've always had a thing for fashion and um, not really designer stuff, so to speak, but just um, just fashion clothes, jewelry, you know, that kind of stuff um, to begin with. Um, I did a lot of stuff like that in, when I was in high school. And I did a lot of community service work, and uh, I worked at a boutique before, and it's just, um, it's just kind of been down deep in my blood. So, but the jewelry thing itself has come back into play um, over the last year. Well, uh, first of all, I, I'm digging your Southern Belle accent, uh, you know, and, and you're going to tell me, I don't have an accent. You have an accent. I don't have an accent. You I get told accent. that a lot. I get no. told that a lot, and I don't hear it, but I'm from the South, so I'll accept it. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, and I'm from further South than you. I'm from Miami, Florida. And back oh, then, wow. you know, in, in Fort Lauderdale, I, I went to high school there, and I was in uh, DECA, the Distributive Education Clubs of America, and that has to deal with fashion marketing. So I designed my own clothes for a for a fashion show. Was that something that oh, you, wow. you kind of did in, in your high school time? What was your extracurriculars well, in high school? Um, well, I tried drill team for a while. Um, I did it for about a year and a half and didn't really dig it too much. Um, I did home ec, uh, of course that was a class we were required to do. And so I kind of fell in love with all that, although I'm not really a sewer, um, who likes to sew or quilt or anything like that. It just kind of got me into, um, just kind of like the, the clothes and, and the fashion industry and thing too, for me is growing up, um, being only child and my parents didn't really make a whole lot of money. And so a lot of my girlfriends that I grew up with, their families were well-to-do, and you know, they would go on these big vacations, and, and they would buy the name-brand stuff from the Buckle and, you know, all the high-name-brand stuff. And my mom has just always raised me about, um, it's not about a tag, you know, because you can lay three shirts out, and you can have three different tags on them, and you rip the tags off, and they're still a shirt. Um, and so for me, I grew up doing resale, consignment shops, Goodwill shops, Salvation Army things, and I, and I love it because um, I've been able to, now that I'm a mom, to really come into play now. Um, but, uh, I mean, I just I just basically was helping out some of my friends in school and just really kind of grew a passion for it. Um, but then I got, uh, when, when I actually moved to Bologna, it was because my dad um, was taking a church in Bologna, and so that kind of moved me to Central Arkansas. Wait, Dad and was taking so a church? Really, yes, um, he uh, he became a pastor of a church in Bologna, and once I graduated, I was still in high school, and so I never really had been to Central Arkansas, and so I never really got the chance to go to college. 
And so I became a para-pro, um, a teacher's aide, and started substitute teaching and that kind of stuff. And so me doing selling clothes on the side and jewelry on the side has always just kind of been a way for me to make income. And um, But I just... I just decided to stick with kind of one area and, but I mean, I, you know, I go shopping all the time at Goodwill and, and just find it's kind of like a stress reliever. It's my downtime. So, um, I never really had any classes, so to speak, but it just, it's always kind of been down deep in my soul, I guess you could say. Well, dig it. You've thrown a lot of stuff at me and we got plenty of time. I hope you have okay. uh, enough time, but, uh, what is a para pro? I saw that on your, on your Facebook profile at Valonia high school, a para pro. Um, it's just, it's the professional technical term for a teacher's aid is all that it is. Oh, okay. And what kind of um, things yeah. do you, do you do for, for the kids and, and what, what grades? Um, well, I started out substitute teaching and then I actually got my para pro license, which there is a test that you have to take in order to do that. And, um, once I did that, then I actually was in special education and I was a one-on-one, um, which means I had a, a young man with a disability he was nonverbal, um, and so I worked with him one-on-one um, for two years, and then um, that was our special ed class for that group was um, first through third grade, and then the last two years, last year, and then this previous um, this previous school year, um, I was a strictly a third grade teacher's aide for our third grade teachers at Valonia Elementary. Fantastic. I, you know, I like teachers uh, that you, you have a chance to shape young minds and, and dealing with, uh, with special needs. It, it says a lot about your character, Amy Caswell. Oh, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, I'm going to say, you know, it's one of those things that I learned. I've always had a special heart for kids with special needs, but when you're put in that position, it's one of those things that, and I'm just going to say this because it's been told to me and I've said it ever since I've been in, in the school system, no matter what school you're at, those teachers and, and teachers aides do not get paid enough um, because, you know, you, you truly, the money becomes not the issue. It's, if you don't have the heart for it, I mean, I was, I've had my earlobe ripped since then. I was also stabbed in the head with an exacto knife blade. Um, I mean, so in order for me to do that and to still do my job, I mean, it is very stressful. Um, it does take a toll on you at times, but that's when you have to just kind of, you know, understand that it's not the kid's fault, you know, because they were born with this disability. So you you just truly have to have a heart for it. And so for anybody out there that currently does that, I've been in that position and I truly commend them because it is a job that's, that's taken for granted and there's not enough of them out there, honestly. No, for sure. Now, uh, let me clarify. The stabbing with the exacto the knife, it was accidental? No, sir. It oh. was done on purpose. Oh. Yes. Um, it was a, a young gentleman who had a very rough background, and um, it just it was one of those things of he had had the thing in his pocket. Um, I had restrained him, and uh, he had headbutted me in the chest, putting a softball size knot on my chest. Um, he bit me, spit, pinched me, and um, once you know the thing about a restraint hold that you're always taught is once the once whoever it is releases their tension, you know, kind of like a trust thing. They trust you that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And I had told them, once you calm down and relax, then I will let you go. Well, he did that and released his tension. I let him up, and 
um, he went over to, I was still sitting on the floor and he went over to the window and I still was just thinking, what am I going to do? Because he was still, he went right back into his rage. And so I was contemplating in my head what to do next. And luckily I had a witness with me and we were just kind of contemplating back and forth. And the next thing I know, he's reaching down to what I thought was to give me a hug. And I felt something hit me in the head, which at the time I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a bobby pin is what it kind of felt like. Mm-hmm. And um, once the restraining was over and the situation was over, when we looked, the blade had fallen out of his hand onto the floor. And so he'd had the actual blade in his pocket. Wowie. Now, when I was thinking possibly about becoming a teacher in, in high school, I thought, well, let me do elementary school because they don't carry weapons, <laughs> you know, and, and here right. it is, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just never know, honestly. But this was a, a child with special needs. Uh, a, a, right. A, okay, problematic. Yeah, it takes a certain yes, kind of I person. Mean, it, yep. and, and one of the things is, you know, I mean, unfortunately, yes, he intended to do it, but in all honesty, he, he honestly didn't. I mean, if that makes sense. So it's, it's kind of one of those things. It comes with a job. You never know what you're going to have. It's just one of those things, you know, if God tells you something, you got to do it. And that's, you know, at that point in time, that's what I was put on there to do. And so I just, I did what I had to do. Well, it sounds pretty adventurous. And, and it does, once again, talk, speak to your character. You're painting a, a picture, a, Amy Caswell Ellis. Uh, you're a person that that's taking care of children and and you have struggles with them it's not just you know children that that uh quote unquote would be normal uh there's people that that have special needs and and you're helping to fill those needs and i appreciate you my goodness now thank you yeah now you say uh dad's a preacher man uh has he always been um he's he's been ordained since he was 18 Wow. And, um, and but we, uh, well, he, he was never a pastor. Right. Um, that whole time. Well, he, I take that back. He did pastor a short time when I, before I was even born, I believe, um, a, a place in Fort Smith. Yeah. And then, um, we attended a church in, um, where I grew up in Northwest Arkansas. Um, but he was the youth leader, him and mom were youth leaders there. And then, um, he moved here. Uh, he, pastored center point for real baptist that's in volonia for 15 years so so mostly baptist church then um we're, he's not currently there anymore he hasn't been there in probably about six or seven years i say oh, okay. um so right now we're he just attends and he fills in um we attend first assembly of god in volonia oh. um but he, he'll fill in you know and he's done that before so he, you know, he he still is an ordained minister. He's just an actual pastor of a church at this time. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in in religion and 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 I, what's the the difference between the first church and the Baptist church? Is is there is it more relaxed or is it just different? How, what's the difference? Um, there's there's a little bit of difference. It's, it's basically. Um, between Baptist and and Assembly of God, and their Assembly of God is more um, of your ethnic churches, yeah. uh, where they you know they they raise their hands and and um, and a lot of standing and a lot and they kind of do the um, Assembly of God. They, they speak in tongue. Oh, okay. Um, and like I said, I don't I don't really know all the depths of that. That's more on his kind of thing. Okay. But um, with real Baptists, they're just kind of more laid back. 
Um, you know, they still kind of do the hymns um, yeah. out of the hymn book, and they'll do some contemporary Christian music, but they're just not as um, charismatic, I should say, more of the, the uppity stuff. No, I appreciate it. Whatever feeling you get uh, to to do your your praise, your worship, uh, you know, whatever, whatever helps you in your daily life, I, I'm all for it. So raise right, your hands, sing completely. a song, uh, you know, do a, do a little dance. That, that's great. That's fantastic. Right, absolutely. And that was, that was one thing I always um, was for. Is he, he was never the kind of pastor, though, that told them, to not raise their hands or to not do that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's all about personal opinion. Yeah. So, okay. So that's dad. And you, I guess you had that growing up, but that, that base uh, of, um, of I do. Base. My grand, my grandfather's actually still a pastor. He's been a pastor for a little church and it's called natural dam, Arkansas. Um, it's, um, it's about a church of a hundred. So they're really kind of small, but he's been a pastor there for, Oh my goodness! Probably fifty-six years, I think. Wow, that's great. Um, so he's a he's a pastor, and my mom's youngest brother, um, he is. They also go there, and he's also the assistant pastor. Wow. Um, and then, um, my whole family is very musical. Um, I sing. My dad sings. My mom sings and plays the piano. My aunt sings and plays the piano. My uncle plays the bass and he sings. My other uncle plays the piano and sings. So. We're all kind of music. I've, I've told them I really don't know why we don't have our own charter bus and on the road, but yeah, yeah, something, yeah. You know, something with little <laughs> birds or partridges on the side, perhaps. Right? <laughs> no, it, wow. And it sounds like your life could have gone that way. Uh, now you sing primarily, and do you play an instrument? You say? Um, no, not really. I mean, I I just texted someone when I was in sixth grade, but that didn't last long. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, but you but sing. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm not musically inclined in that direction. No, no, no. But you sing like a bird, uh, you know, and I, I appreciate oh, well, thank you, you whenever you come on or come around to karaoke. And I was hoping you were going to sing the other night when you came in. But uh, sadly, you had to go well, in and out. I, just, I, I will. You can count on it. <laughs> I just was kind of not. I was just kind of filling my chat with my girl that night. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. And, and it's nice, you know, and that and that. Hey, I'll give a little shout out to the Rab. As that's where I'll be Absolutely. Thursday and Friday night this week. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do some playtime. So, um, Amy Caswell Ellis, talking to you on the What Makes You Famous podcast. And uh, yeah, you're, um, you, you, okay, you have a background in religion and fashion. And, and uh, you took saxophone for a little bit and you're a singer. And you kind of touched on, on what mo- mom does. What, what does your mom do? Um, my mom actually is the accountant for our Frio Baptist State office that's actually located in Conway off the of Hark Rider. Yeah. Um, and so basically all the Frio Baptist churches in Arkansas, um, any monies that go to their church for certain accounts, whether it's like their missionaries or our church camp that's statewide, anything like that, she handles all the money from all the statewide. That's a big responsibility right there. It is. It uh, is. Do you think you got some of that responsibility taught to you by by your mom? I mean, I definitely would say my mom has instilled in me um, the biggest thing of like how to deal under pressure because one thing about it being and watching my mom being a pastor's wife is enough stress as it is. Um, and I know people probably wouldn't think that, but there's a lot that goes behind that. And so being in a family like that and her holding a full-time job <clears throat> 
and and supporting my dad and whatever he's whatever he's done. Um, I can definitely say she has instilled that in me to not give up and that times are going to get hard. And that's when, you know, that's kind of the, she actually does the jewelry thing with me as well. Um, so I get, I get to work with her and, and just have that bonding time, but she's instilled in me. You just, you don't give up and you know, you press through the hard times and, and, um, no matter what life comes at you, you just gotta, you gotta be strong and be bold and get through it. Oh, it's good that you're tight with mom. Okay. And then you said you had some siblings. No, I do not. Oh, I'm actually didn't. an okay. only child. Yeah, but you yeah. said something about you had boys that you grew up with. Um, well, I have three boys of my own. Oh, but I, I got I, you. I grew up. I grew up with a lot of girlfriends, and then so, and then they're they're siblings. So, I mean, I had close friends that were like siblings, but yeah. it's just me, my sister, and I right now. Hey, that's great. I mean, and that means that they poured all their love, all their knowledge, right into you. And whatever they, well, they had, have tried. <laughs> <laughs> they have attempted. Hey, uh, it, um, it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying that it's it's kind of one of those things that I'm not going to say that, um, you know. And I'm sure this is with with most people, but you know, you try to take your parents' advice, but you all rebel at those point in times, and sometimes you got to learn the hard way. So I'm I'm admitting, you know, that I haven't always taken their advice, but I've I've learned that there's there are some times that yes, I wish. I would have had some siblings, um, obviously through some hard times, but also I'm, I'm just very blessed that, um, you know, I've, I've got the best parents in the world that times that I haven't deserved love, that they've loved me unconditional. So I, I can't complain at all. I'm very blessed. Oh, everyone deserves love. And I, I'm glad you had it now. Uh, yes. I, and I've, I think I've mentioned it before on this podcast that, you know, once they become a teenager, they might rebel a little bit against you, but then they get into their twenties and they realize, Hey, they still need their moms and dads and, and they love you. Right. Absolutely. And it looks like you went right back to mom and you're, and you're, and you're working with mom a little bit. That's great. Now, uh, yes. okay. Now, uh, uh, let's see. Well, let's uh, let's get in after after uh, high school. You, you you did go to uh, some kind of uh, of college to do your paraprofessional. Uh, what other interests did you have? Um, well, um, my biggest love is horseback riding. Horseback. Um, I have I grew up on a farm um, with one side of my grandparents and um, with my dad's mom and dad. And so that's always been my go-to. And so I've, my, my still dream that I don't know when it'll happen or if it'll get to happen, but it's still a big dream of mine is to own a special needs dude ranch yes. and here locally. And, um, it's going to be for anybody, uh, ages five to 90 or a hundred, whatever. And yeah. it's just going to be for anybody that even if, even if they're, um, where they can't walk, you know, I want it to be, I want it to be a place where people can come that have disabilities, even if they're on their, on their deathbed and they want to go for a ride one last time, because it's very therapeutic, um, that, you know, I have, I have a place for them to come and do that because learning and working with special ed kids, courses are very therapeutic. And even for someone who doesn't have special needs, I've been very blessed. It's therapeutic for me and they are very nurturing animals. And so that's, that's been a big passion of mine for a long time. What a great idea. I remember in college, uh, we had a summer camp that I would, we would volunteer in my, uh, fraternity and, and myself. And, you know, when you're, 
when you're in college or, or when you're in your 20s, your early 20s, you, you think about community and you, you, you try to, to help out. And I remember there was a summer camp that I, I used to do every summer. It was uh, it was for, for kids that had cancer. And, and what it is, their parents, they need breaks. And what you right. can do with this with this dude ranch once it gets up and running, and I, I fully believe that you you're going to do this. If it's in your head, you're going to do it. Uh, is what you can, you take the the stress off of the parents. If not even if not even for a week, maybe a day or or a few hours where the parents right. can just you know take off. And because you have this this love and this knowledge of how to take care of special needs kids, you'll you'll be able to handle. Uh, many many of the situations that could arise and uh, that man that, that what a great idea <laughs> yeah well i mean I, like i said i hope i hope it comes true but um you know it, it's just it's one of those things that's that's slowly and but surely kind of in the works but i think i think it'd be a great um, addition to central arkansas around here for sure now you said horse riding you, you do you still do horse riding yes i do mm-hmm. you have a horse I do. Um, his name is Bandit. He is a, um, he's a, let's see, he's almost 19 or 20 now, I guess. Um, he's a little bit gray gilding. Oh my. Um, and so I still have, um, my ex-husband and I had a farm that we leased out in Valonia. Um, and so he's still out there with friends of mine. They, they keep their animals out there as well, their horses. And so um, I have him, and then we also have a little miniature pony named Pumpkin, and he's probably three foot off the ground, if even that tall, sweet <laughs> little old thing, like a red with um, blonde mane. He's just as sweet as he can be. Nope. So, yeah. yeah. What can you do with a miniature pony? Well, I mean, basically, they're just a yard pet, but I mean, a yeah. lot of people, um, <laughs> I've known some friends of mine, um, an older couple that used to live next door to me uh, when I lived in Valonia and uh, Dove Creek, they actually had one that was not even two feet tall, and they had him in a and they kept him in their house. Um, he was actually house trained. Um, um, but ones like what I have for Pumpkin, which he doesn't, but a lot of times I do, um, or I don't do them, but I go to the National Chuck Wagon Races in Clinton, Arkansas that's held every year. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of those small ponies are used for that. So they'll use to like carry a cart, um, a little, you know, a little wagon to pull you around in is, is mainly what the little ones are, are known for. That is pretty neat. See, you are community yeah. oriented, uh, Amy Caswell <laughs> Ellis. You, you've got your fingers deep into it. And, and, and I, I, I always say everybody has a story, and I never know where these things are going to go. And you, man, you're fascinating me. <laughs> and I'm sure Thank you're going to be you. fascinating I'm... the listeners as well. But, uh, okay. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking. All right. I'm stalking your Facebook page <laughs> as we speak, and I'm looking at your header, and it says, My loyalty is something you never have to question. I ride for mine, whether it's a friendship or relationship. What does that mean to you? Basically, that just means to me, like, um, you know, if if I know you're true to me and, and you need that one person, if everybody else has given up on you and and you've never done me wrong to know to point where I would have no reason to give up on you, I don't who turns her back. I'm going to ride or die for you. I mean, you know, I've got friends right now that there's been times that they've had nobody else to turn to and they've they've been on some dark, deep roads and I'm not going to say that I haven't. I've, I mean, my, my story goes way deep and we ain't got anywhere near enough time for that. But, 
um, it's just, it's one of those things of being an only child. There's been times that I've needed somebody and I've just felt really alone and in a dark place and I not really felt like I had anybody to go to, not necessarily that I couldn't go to my parents, but it's just knowing you have that one person. And, and to me, that's loyalty. You know, it doesn't matter what time of night there's, um, one of my really good friends and they, they know right now, um, you know, it's ride or die. If if they need me, all they got to do is call. And I truly believe that in a relationship as well. Um, you know, I'm not going to hang my baggage out there, obviously, but I just, I know that, you know, in a, in a marriage, in a relationship, no matter what it is, you know, you have to be loyal to that person 100%. And that's who I am. And, and no matter how bad I've been done, um, I've, I've never purposely done bad on somebody else. So just know that like, if you, you know, so to speak in the realm of things, just know that if, if you've never done me wrong and don't have a reason, no matter what, that's to me, you have to have that one person that is your ride or die. No matter what the case is, they're going to be there to back you a hundred percent. I like that, Cam, Amy Caswell Ellis. Uh, you know, uh, we have as much time as as you want. This is your podcast. You you tell your stories. You tell what what you want the people to know. And but uh, yeah, I, I I like to treat people as I'd like to be treated. I like to you know sh- show everybody the respect that I'd like to be respected with. And and yeah, everyone's a friend until until otherwise. Really, right. you know, I I, I don't see bad in people for the most part and then i i would hope that there's plenty of, of love to go around and uh, i'm hoping you're getting the love you need as well <laughs> from your friends and family and and anyone else so oh for sure yeah and and wow okay so you horses uh you're a paraprofessional and uh yeah and and you're a jewelry expert I've heard, I've heard things. I've seen things. You come up on my, on my, inst- on my uh, feed, my Instagram and my Facebook feed, and you're, you're showing off jewelry. Tell me about that. I am. Um, well, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm fixing to get into it full blown, full time end of this month. Um, but basically what it is, is um, I sell paparazzi jewelry and it's $5 jewelry. It's, um, I sell rings earrings, necklaces that come with a free pair of earrings and bracelets. Um, our, my stuff is nickel and lead free and the company is just a really good company. And, um, I've been with them since last August and it's just been one of those things that, um, like I said, being a mom of three boys and also growing up, not having a lot of money, I've always wanted to be fashionable, obviously. And, um, I've done another company that is still running, selling jewelry but it just was not affordable even for me to try to sell it. And when I came across this from a friend of mine that's in California, um, I just saw it and knew that it was something very affordable and very fashionable. And so, I mean, I love it. It's, it's what I love to do. And so I do um, weekly shows. Normally uh, I do them every Thursday night on Facebook and you can catch me under Amy Caswell Ellis is my name on there. Like you've mentioned, um, on my actual page. And I also have a VIP group if you send me a friend request. Um, and that's just basically for anyone that wants to kind of get some um, insights. Sometimes I'll do little giveaways on there. I might do just a snippet show of some new things coming in and I have my own website. And so it's just it's something fun for me to do. And it's been one of the biggest blessings just to have something to do on the side as to extra income. 
um, just to make ends meet and to have bills to be paid or if I, you know, the boys want to go do something, I have extra money to be able to go do that. And so it's been a huge blessing, but that was one of the biggest things for me is, is, um, living on a tight budget and still wanting to look fashionable, um, and trendy. Uh, I can offer that for these, for these young girls and, and women who, want to do the same, but their friends is tight as well. It, it's very good jewelry and it's a lot of fun. I have so much fun doing my live shows. We have so much fun and I always give away free stuff. So, um, it's, it's so much fun. And I always, I always try to say hi when I see you pop on there. Cause I can, <laughs> I can kind of see at the bottom whenever, um, it shows, it shows me at the bottom when someone's watching. And so I'll try to make sure and at least say hi to everybody that I see pop on. So I try to, I hope you hear me whenever I holler at you. I do. I do, and I, I, I don't want to be a creeper or anything like that. But it, it shows up on my on my uh, on my notifications. Hey, yeah. Amy, Amy's doing a video. And I say, well, let's go, go check this thing out. And and I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm interested in in fashion, and I'm looking. You have your paparazzi uh, accessories uh, dot com shop that uh, is connected to your Facebook and I'll definitely put that in the show notes show notes so people could see awesome. and that way you get the credit for, for the sales of course because uh, hey that's part of the deal is uh, hey we're, we're trying to support Amy Ellis Amy Caswell Ellis now well I appreciate that but yeah I mean because there's a lot of things I mean obviously I can't I mean our our website is full of new stuff and we get new stuff three to four times a week and so there's no way possible that I can keep everything in stock. And so I have that on there so that people can go on there and they can order whenever at their convenience and just order on their lunch break or, you know, if they're watching the kids play or whatever, it's just easy for them to go on there and check it out. Now, you actually do have a briefcase full of uh, of jewelry or a box full of jewelry at your place that, that people can look through and, and take, a, um, take I, advantage of? Um, I do. I, I try to get as much stuff on hand as I can. Um, I try to order um, at least something every week, and it takes me about four to five days to get into it. But I try to keep stuff on hand um, so that I can do my live shows every week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do have some stuff on hand, and, and I try to keep ordering. But, I'm, you know, the, the end of this month is when I'm really going to start doing it and try to start doing maybe two to even three shows a week because I'm going to be having that much jewelry. And so I'm not, I don't want to spend one day doing a six hour show and, and waste everyone's time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, all they'd have to do is hit me up on Facebook. Um, or, you know, if there's, if there's something that someone wants, cause we do, we also do colors as well, um, on there and stuff is a certain color you're looking for. You know, you can just have someone can send me a message and say, hey, you know, will you keep your out for something yellow or I'm looking for a, um, a turquoise pair of earrings or whatever the case may be. And so I may not have it on me, but I will do my very best to get it. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm looking at the jewelry and it's, you said five dollar jewelry. It doesn't look like five dollar at all. It looks quite no, impressive. It really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the biggest things um, for me is, you know, I wear my jewelry all the time and. Um, I've actually sold it off my wrist or, you know, um, like a bracelet. And, and because, you know, a lot, that's, that's the thing about it is, you know, with us getting new stuff three to four times a week, it goes so quickly. And so they will sell out very quickly. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, every, everywhere I go and get complimented on it, I pass business cards 
all the time because people compliment me on it and they just can't believe that it's only $5 and then I sell it because it looks like a lot more. Um, especially like we have, um, right now we don't have any, but I have a, a couple pairs of the, the earrings with the fringe on the bottom and they are huge. I mean, it's a big thing right now, anything with fringe like that. And um, I had a friend of mine who said she just bought a pair of earrings and paid $12 for them and mine were only five. And so she was really excited about that. So yeah, it, it does not look like $5 at all. No. And, and you said you're going to do uh, different videos you could break them up into earring day, uh, wrist day, yes. uh, necklace day. Uh, you know, today we're, we're focusing on this particular thing and i'm looking at the little dangly earrings they're pretty cool i got uh no place like homest uh a, a home no place like homestead and yeah. then cry me a riviera <laughs> the dip right glow. yeah i mean yeah and that's that's kind of what i'm that's kind of what i'm working to and a lot of times if you watch my shows i try to um i try to do all of my rings at one time and i'll do all my bracelets at one time uh, and that way, if someone happens to catch tell into my show, because at each show, I always do a recap of the things that did not sell that night, yeah. the items still available. So just like um, yesterday, I had a lady in California. She screenshotted two rings that were in my show to ask me if I still had them. And so I do that for a reason. So they don't have to go back and watch the whole entire video and ask me if it's still available to scroll all the way to the end to find out what items are still um, that I still had. So yeah, that's, that's going to be my new thing is because I'm going to be getting so much inventory that my shows are going to be strictly one item. Well, not one item, but one category each night. That is very cool, man. I, I, I like that you're into the fashion. Like I said, I, I, I did fashion marketing and, uh, you may not know it. I mean, I, I, I do wear my little bow ties and my, my suspenders and, uh, let, let, let <laughs> me know. That. Very fashionable. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> let me know when you get into that area. Cause I, I'll definitely get my bow ties and my suspenders from Amy Ellis. Cause uh, oh, Absolutely. And, and every time I see you, you're very fashionable, you know, even, even on your casual days, you're still, you know, and, and, and I see, see you in your sunglasses and yeah, <laughs> you're a cool cat. And, uh, that's, it's really cool talking to you. So, what what other avenues do you do you uh, foresee in, in the future for for you and, and maybe your kids or, or what have you? Uh, what what are they up to? What are you up to? Um, well, right now, um, I mean, I'm a sports mom, of course. All three of my boys are in sports, huh. um, and so I'll be I'll be with that. I have uh, my oldest son is 14, and he's a uh, going to be in uh, ninth grade this year. My second son, middle son, is 12. Um, he's going into seventh grade and my youngest is 11. Who's going into, um, oh my gosh, what grade is my child going uh, into, uh, he's going into fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, no, he's going, he's going yeah. into, yeah, I think he's going, heaven help. I got so many children. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And she um, lives in a shoe. Anyway, so, <laughs> well, they keep, they keep me busy for sure. But, um, right now, I mean, I actually just, um, this past school year decided not to renew my contract with the school. So I will not be going back oh, as okay. a paraprofessional um, because I would like to have my jewelry thing full time. And one of the biggest things with talking with a lot of the moms and ladies that I work with is back before the tornado hit um, in Valonia, you know, we had a resale consignment store and you know, there's nothing in Valonia. And so that's another Avenue I would like to, you know, venture out into is because um 
I do know, like I said, you know, I've always had a heart for that. 99% of my clothes come from a resale or consignment store. Um, you know, I cannot tell you how many times I would, um, when I worked at the school this last year, I would do afternoon car duty, which means I would stand outside and I would call the kids' names as their parent drove up. And so I would have all these moms, and I'm not, please, I don't want to sound prideful, but they would compliment me on my clothes. Yeah. And, and like, I have this one shirt in particular that I get complimented all the time, and it's a leopard print um, shirt with a ra- with a white racer back on it. Well, yeah. I paid a dollar fifty for it at Goodwill, That's and great. no one believes that. And so I would like to adventure out into that. Um, you know, just it. The older my boys go, it just kind of depends on you know what avenues they decide to go down. And but right now, I'm just kind of taking a breath and just doing my jewelry and really want to get it off and running and just be able to just have that free time to, to be the mom that my boys need me to be and, and be able to be more hands-on with them and be able to go to their school events and all that kind of stuff. Cause I haven't gotten to. Um, and so just really, and also have that not so much of a financial strain to where, you know, when they want to go do something that I have the finances to do it. And paparazzi has, has been there to do that somewhat, but the fact that I'm I'm really going to start building at the end of this month um, is I'm really hoping going to take off for me and and do very well. I'm hoping so too, because yeah, the kids need their mama, and that's a and it's good that you're family oriented, and and you spend time with them. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, you know, uh, parents have to work, and you you don't see the kids, and and I'm glad right. you're you're making efforts, you're making strides to find a, a job uh, that not only pays the bills, but, but it gives you your own time that you could, you could work around their schedule. If they have sports events and, and other events that they want to attend. And, and that, that means a lot to the kids that you're, that's a, see, you're, you're painting a picture, a- Amy, uh, Caswell Ellis, that you're a you good mama and, and you, and you're doing it on your own as far as I, I, I've heard. And that, you know, yeah. Well, that's been that's been one of the biggest issues because there for a while, you know, I being an only child, I never really felt independent because I've always um, I've always had self um, conscious issues and um, self esteem issues, and so it's really big for me right now to show them that you know, being a single mom, that no matter what, like I said earlier, my mom kind of instilled that in me, whether she she truly actually sees it or not, but that, that, you know, you don't have to be with somebody to make it. And even when the hard times come, you know, you do what you got to do. And, you know, one of the biggest things, and I'm not ashamed to say this is, you know, my boys have seen me, I donate plasma. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, you do get money for doing that. Yeah. And that's one of the things that they're like, well, mom, why do you do that? And I said, well, it's one of those things of, it's a blessing for, for everybody because I've come to learn that plasma is something that a lot of people need actually. And it's, and it's a lot of medications, but also it helps those of us that maybe need an extra 40, 50 bucks, you know, to pay a bill or to just have put food on the table. And, and so I just want them to see that, you know, I am here for them, but more than anything to let them know that, you know, that they can stand on their own two feet, even if the world's against you, that they can make it. Hey, life is a hustle, especially if you got kids. You got responsibilities. You're going to do whatever oh, you can to make sure that they got what they need. Uh, you know, and, and if they're in sports, 
they they're, they're going to need uh, oh, gloves so and balls and and <laughs> jackets and whatever uh, uniforms. Oh, it is. Yeah, it gets, it gets so expensive. Now you were okay. Going all the way back to to the teaching thing, you were saying that they don't get paid a lot, and what the thought that went through my head is: Do teachers still have to buy their own supplies? Well, that's um, yes and no. Okay. Um, what we do at Valonia, I don't know how other school di- districts do, but um, each teacher's classroom they ask for a supply seat. You know, used to when I was growing up, all the kids. Um, you know, you'd have a supply list and there's still a few things that the older they get that they are individually required to buy for each class. But in the elementary, you know, there are supply fees that go into that classroom. So the teacher has money in their account to buy whatever they need. So, um, I mean, now there is, yes, if they decide to do stuff separate on their own, then yeah, I mean, it is, but you know, people, people just think that you know, teachers make a, a ton of money. And I'm not just saying this for Valonia because it's not just Valonia. It's every school district in the world that, you know, it's just, it's it's one area that you think, oh, well, they've got it made. Well, they really don't. I mean, as as much as our government just harping down and, and so much stuff is changing, you know, it just, our teachers are fabulous. And the ones at Valonia are absolutely amazing. And shout out to them because they're, they're amazing teachers. And our superintendent there is, is wonderful, but it's just, you know, all of our school districts, it's just, you know, when I grew up, it just seemed like the the community and stuff helped a lot more. And, huh. and you know, because the parents, it didn't put so much strain on the teachers as far as, you know, needing everything. And But, I mean, it's, the way that it works now, I mean, our teachers, as far as that, they get, you know, they have supplies, so that stuff does not come out of their pocket. And the school districts do provide that kind of stuff for them. Um, so basically all that they have to pull out of pocket is just stuff that they want to do on the side or, you know, extracurricular things for their classes. But, um, my, my biggest thing was just saying, you know, for special ed, there's people that go into it thinking it's going to be an easy job. How how are they thinking that? (laughs) How are they thinking that? These kids need help. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but it's, it's also one of those things too, that it's the most thought off, thought after job because, there's just very few there. I mean, because a lot of people get scared, they get nervous. Um, they don't know what to expect. And, and that's, that's what I was saying earlier. That's when your heart really has to come into play because if you don't have a heart for it and take the money aside, then you're never going to make it. Um, because, you know, you have to understand that when you walk into this room that, you know, these disabilities the kids have, it's not the kid's fault, you know, and, and it's not even the parent's fault. It's just life happens. And, um, you know, you just, you just got to take it. And, and I love my kids, even, even the ones that I had my first couple of years that have moved on. I mean, it just, it melts my heart when I see them out and about and they'll come run up and give me a big old hug. I mean, it just, it, there are huge benefits from it that just mean the world and makes your heart melt. Yeah, it's nice that you live in the community, and and you, it, it's. I'm happy that they have you, but they still remember you. They, hey, Miss Ellis, it's you, and they they still right. come up and give hugs. That's got to give you oh, a good yeah, feeling. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, oh, and there's still teachers that I remember, even at my uh, old age. You know, I'm 50, and I still remember oh, all my all the kids. <laughs> you know, hey, I I remember the the, the teachers that helped right. me the most. You know, and and right. the kids are going to remember you. When they're 50, you know, uh, and hopefully they make it that long. Yes, yes, make it. <laughs> right, absolutely, and be, and absolutely. 
I would oh, love that. Amy Caswell Ellis, man, I'm ha- I'm having a good time talking to you, and, and it's horses and singing and jewelry and teaching and so many so many aspects and and motherhood and okay, you've got three kids and and you you are doing it on your own. My goodness, uh, how 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 can you do it all? And and these kids are young. I mean, they they are. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It's just it's just been put on my plate and I just haven't had a choice but to do it. Yeah. You know, um, you never, you never really know what life's going to throw at you. Um, but I mean, you know, did I think a few years ago I'd be where I'm at now? Never in a million years. Right. But the thing is, is I've, I've made a believer out of myself more than anything to know that I can do it, you know? And so, um, my boys are my world and I love them. And, you know, it's just, I just felt like over the last few years, I just haven't got to be the mom that I really have wanted to. And so I'm really looking forward to this next, this next year, um, to see what life, what life brings and, and, um, just all the, the good and the bad. I mean, I know there's not, it's not all going to be icing on the cake, um, that you, you're going to like and, and, but I'm just, I'm more prepared. And I think every day that, um, goes by I just learn a little bit more and um I just I just take it for for the blessings and just know that there are going to be there are going to be storms but you know you just gotta you just gotta know how to to hang on you're getting out there and and you're you're following your dream you're following your heart you're you're following the a plan that you have uh, to to not only help yourself but your your children and your community for that matter I mean I uh I, I are you still in in the church? In, in, in the, um, I I go to first assembly whenever I can. Okay, yeah. uh, but with me living in but with me living in Conway, it's just kind of a, a hard drive. Yeah, um, back and forth. But I mean, you know, there's there's a bunch of good churches around, and I just you know I just say you got to go where you where you get fed, and um, it's not. It's not the name on the church. Um, oh yeah, you know because in in heaven it, there's not going to be a church. It's all going to be one body, and so um, I just believe that you know as long as as long as you know where you're going and you have that relationship with God and and you know you have your head on straight and you trust Him, then then you've got it made. So sweet. Well, how do the people get a hold of you, Amy Caswell Ellis? <clears throat> They can um, they can look me up on Facebook under Amy Caswell Ellis, um, and they can send me a friend request if they want to join my VIP group, um, or they can um, uh, I should say I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely put the link to the paparazzi yeah, that you have. You, yeah, I should say if you'll if you'll put the link in the bottom, that's probably going to be the easiest way because Facebook is my number one thing. Oh yeah, so they just want to look me up on Facebook, um, and then my jewelry website's on there. They can send me a private message, um, and then I can I can guide them to anywhere they need or have any questions or you know even if it even if they're just hearing this and maybe they're going through a hard time and they just need someone to listen, um, all they got to do is is you know let me know in, in the message in Facebook, and they can know that they've got someone to rely on. That is so sweet, and you're a good follow on Instagram, Amy Ellis fifty eight. I'll, awesome. I'll definitely put well, that on there you. too. And people, people can see you and the boys doing their thing and, and, uh, just growing up and just loving life. And 
Oh, I'm so oh, so glad I got to talk to you, Amy Caswell. Well, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Oh, I really appreciate it, Dan. No worries. If there's a- anything else you want to say to the people? I mean, the biggest thing I can say, if, if I was to give one piece of advice, Please. is, um, you know, because I, I didn't go into this, and, I, and I'm not going to, but this is where I just want to leave with a piece of advice, that your life is worth living. And anyone tell you, no matter how dark or how how deep it gets or how deep the hole feels, that um, you know you have a purpose. And if you're breathing and you have breath still in your lungs, and you have a purpose, and so just do not give up on that. If you have children, um, which I know 95 to 99 percent of of every American does, but just look at them and know that if nothing else, that you're their purpose. And so, um, everyone goes through valleys. Um, but the thing is, is there's always a mountain on the other side. So you just got to keep your head up, think positive, reach for your goals, find something that you love and dig into it and just make it your passion. Amy Caswell Ellis, sounds like you've been through some struggles, but you're coming out in the light. And thank Absolutely. you so much. Absolutely, And I appreciate it so much, sir. <laughs> you calling me, sir, is like putting an elevator in an outhouse. Just call me Dan. <laughs> <laughs> It's just habit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's a that southern uh, upbringing. Good mom. Good parents. Good good dad. Oh yeah, for sure. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. Good talking to you, Amy Caswell Ellis. Think we got it? We got it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye right. now. Bye bye. Party people in the house. See what did I tell you? Everyone has a story. I never know where these things are going to go on the What Makes You Famous podcast. Amy Caswell Ellis has a story. She had a cool upbringing, you know, Northwest Arkansas, Southern Bell type girl, good, you know, parents that, uh, uh, you know, trained her right. Mom taught her some responsibility. Dad taught her about the churching. And, uh, you know, she grew up right. And, uh, and here she is in Conway, Arkansas, with kids of her own and doing her thing. I I, I, I wish all the best for you, Amy Caswell Ellis, in your jewelry business, your clothing consignment business, and beyond. I, I see nothing but good things. Just follow your dreams. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. You never work harder than when you work for yourself. Uh, when I gave up all my Joe jobs and went into D- to DJing full time, it, it, it was, uh, yeah quite a struggle but you know i do other things too i i I keep my always a hustle life is always a hustle and amy caswell ellis you're a hustler good job uh you know uh, you you had that strong base and you're you're teaching it to the kids now they're they're getting that that knowledge from you and not just your own kids but the kids in school i'm i'm glad they have you and and i hope that horse thing with the uh with the specifics on on special needs horse riding dude ranch i hope that comes into into light that that sounds like a great endeavor uh, i i see that i see that happening the the ellis dude ranch the caswell dude ranch the amy dude ranch yeah whatever you want to name it, it, it you're going to do just fine all right well that's it for this edition of what makes you famous the podcast if you want to tell your story i encourage you to 
Give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. Playing cards were known in Persia and India as far back as the 12th century. A pack of them consisted of 48 instead of 52 cards. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter at Radio What Twit. Tweet, tweet, yo.